This is a podcast by The Straits Times. Hello and welcome to Letter from the Bureau, a special series which is part of The Straits Times Asian Insider podcast channel. I'm your host, ST's foreign editor, Bhagyashri Gareka. Now, the letter from the Bureau is like a scenic detour from the raging news of the day. We talk about life as it goes on amid all the crises that break around us. I chat each month with one of ST's 30-odd correspondents in 15 cities across the Asia-Pacific, the US, and Europe, and they share with you interesting trends and events unfolding in their countries. In our 19th episode, we are speaking with The Straits Times' new Taiwan correspondent, Yip Waii. It's good to have you on the show, Waii. Thanks, Vagya. Hello. So how long have you been in Taiwan now, Waii? Um, so I think it's been about seven weeks. Yeah, but very busy okay. seven weeks. So liking it? Loving it. It's great. <laughs> oh, great to, <laughs> great to hear. Well, it didn't take you long, did it, to stumble into something very interesting, the Taiwanese mm-hmm. fascination for astrology. Uh, and you wrote about this in a recent article. Now, how did you realize that, you know, astrology was such a phenomena in Taiwan? Right. Um, So actually, I started noticing it when I turn on. So every morning I turn on the TV news just to see what's going on. And it just struck me as surprising that I could see horoscopes uh, running along the ticker. So literally next to news about um, the day's politics, there's suddenly a ticker that tells you what your horoscope of the day is. And I just thought that was super interesting. And it also just came up a lot in conversation whenever I spoke to Taiwanese people, they would randomly bring it up in the middle of conversation. They would just be like, what's your horoscope? Or, oh, I'm this way because of my horoscope. So I thought that was just super interesting. And, um, you know, and they always assumed that I would know what they meant when they said, uh, I'm an Aries, so I'm very uh, particular about a certain thing. And I'm like, oh, actually, in Singapore, we don't really talk about it as much as they do here. So that's what I, I that's how I discovered they actually had this huge interest in horoscopes. Right. So in some Asian societies, and here I'm thinking of, say, India or Thailand or Indonesia, now astrologers are consulted before major life decisions, right? That's fairly common. So parents might do some matchmaking for their children and then look into the horoscopes to see if that's a good fit. Or businessmen do it, politicians do it before key decisions that they're making. That's fairly commonplace. Um, In Taiwan, um, how serious... Uh, how seriously do the Taiwanese take advice from astrologers? Right. Um, honestly, I think they really do it for fun. Um, they don't take it that seriously. It's just become part of, a, it's like a hobby of sorts. I think they like to look to it for guidance, but it's not as serious as we would think. Um, they, I think it's just something that they could talk about amongst their friends and you know, it's something to look forward to every morning when they watch the news or read the paper. They're like, oh, what's going to happen today? And um, this person I was talking to was saying, it's kind of fun just to see if, you know, if it doesn't turn out that well, well, then tomorrow it starts all over again. It's, it's going to be fine. So it's just something fun that they do. So that's a good take. Uh, but did it surprise you, know, you that uh, 
you know, a society which looks to us very modern and sophisticated in its use of technology. And in fact, that makes 90% of the high-end, uh, you know, chips that go into AI applications and other things that run our modern world, uh, that such a society can be so seized with this ancient and, you know, very, uh, at least apparently unscientific thing like astrology. Mm -hmm. yeah, so was that definitely. a surprise to you? Um, yes and no. I think the Taiwanese are quite, uh, some of them are quite superstitious. So it's not just about astrology, like Western astrology. There, You know, there's some beliefs about uh, Chinese horoscopes as well. And it's quite common for people here to get fortunes told. Um, and, you know, they, they even care a lot about how your names, uh, how you how you name your babies. Um, they, they do consult certain masters as well. So I think yes and no. And it's funny that you mentioned semiconductors because um, even the semiconductor, the software engineers here, these are, you know, some of the literally the most scientific and brightest minds in the world. Um, they have this custom here where they buy a certain, there's a certain brand of chips here called Guai Guai. And they put these chips on top of their computers because guai guai in Chinese means to be obedient. So when they put it on oh top my. of their computers, they're trying to tell them, yeah, please, please don't mess up on me today. And please, you know, everything, all the systems run well. So, um, yeah, so they, I think they... Let me interrupt you for yeah. a second, because you said something very interesting. When you say, and just to mm -hmm. make sure I got you right, yeah. when you say a packet of chips, you mean like potato chips? Yes, potato chips. Um, it's a specific brand. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah. So, <laughs> so it's really cute. Oh, okay, mm -hmm. okay. If you go to like a software company, you can see them. They put it on top of everybody's computers. So it's super fun. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. Mm -hmm. Okay, so uh, so here is this, um, you know, this, this Taiwan, which we know as the place that makes all our chips and which is dealing with some fairly serious problems of late. You know, how to deal with an aggressive China, for instance. Uh, so do you kind of juxtapose that, you know, the well, modern life is complicated as it is. And additionally, you, you if, if as, um, you know, as a society, you have additional security related questions also hanging over your head. Uh, do you think that goes some way in explaining this, um, you know, this fascination for this, I can't call it science, but... Um, uh, for astrology, which which purports to tell you what's going to happen in your future, you know, gives mm -hmm. you some amount of certainty in a, in a at a time which is very very uncertain can feel very uh, threatening, perhaps. Yeah, um, you actually really nailed it. Um, there's this expert I spoke to who brought this up. Um, she was saying there, you know, there is a reason why the Taiwanese do kind of look to some of these pseudosciences, I guess, because it is something to. Uh, when when there's so much going on and you are feeling stressed and you don't know what's going to happen, it's kind of nice and comforting to to just look towards something else. And I guess slightly in a spiritual way or um, and if it doesn't mm. really come true or whatever, it's also OK because, you know, it's not really science anyway. So it's just a sense of comfort, I think, um, for for a place that, you know, it's really there's so much going on all the time, every single day, and you never know what's going to happen. So I think um, it's quite nice to, to get something else to look to. Find us on Apple, Spotify, Google Podcasts, or via the Google Voice Assistant and Amazon Alexa-enabled devices. And now back to our podcast episode. Let's get back to my conversation with ST's Taiwan correspondent, Yip Waii. 
So you've just given me an insight into why astrology or these kind of fortune-telling um, arts are also called soothsaying. So in this instance, they're actually soothing frame mm. nerves, yeah? Yeah. Um, okay. So now, uh, now Chinese astrology, of course, would be part of Taiwan's Chinese heritage, right? So right. that's that's part of being, uh, you know, who you are in Taiwan. But can you explain why Western astrology came to be so popular? Mm -hmm. um, so I think, uh, so this expert was saying that one part was because Western astrology, so there's also 12 signs. And in Chinese horoscopes, we also have 12 animals. Um, so it's quite an easy way to quickly understand. And uh, another reason is during the 90s, this uh, Western astrology expert in Taiwan, he became a huge star on TV. So he became a celebrity of sorts. And every day, almost on TV and in news and in magazines, he would just give his take on astrology. And because of this guy, people started to become really interested um, and started to listen to what he said. And I think that's where it started. And it just boomed from there. Okay, so is this this so this is the guy who I think you've called the Star Prince? Yeah, Xing Xing Wangzi. Yeah, so it's literally Star Prince. Um, and mm -hmm. since then we've had way more. How far back was this? This was in the nineties. In the nineties. Yeah. Okay. Mm -hmm. So, um, okay, so it's been about two decades then yep. mm -hmm. since it's become to the level that it is today. And also, there's a woman you mentioned. I think you said. The Tatler magazine called her one of the most influential personalities in Asia. Yes. Could you tell us about this lady? Sure. Yeah. So her name is Jessie Tang. And I think a lot of people who follow Western horoscopes in the Chinese language would definitely know who she is. She is here in Singapore, too. Yes, definitely. Um, oh, wow. In Singapore. Okay. Yeah. If anyone who follows this, um, let's say, on Instagram or YouTube, uh, she's big on social media. So she definitely her reach is very wide and she has millions of followers um but she is you know she became really successful doing this um she there's something very soothing about the way she speaks and she speaks very slowly oh. and calmly and i think a lot of people find again like you know the soothing comforting thing to just, just to listen to her mm -hmm. to tell you what's your horoscope of the week and um yeah so i think um, she no wonder she's one of Asia's most influential um, in Taiwan. Wow, sounds like it's it's good business too. Uh, is is this Chinese astrology that she does, or is it the Western no, it's thing? It's the as Western, well? yeah, Western astrology. It's the Western, yeah. Okay, interesting. How about you though? Uh, have you been tempted? Yeah. Okay. This is a confession. The reason why I even wrote this article is I, I read the Straits Times horoscope every morning uh -huh. without fail. So um, I don't really believe it, but it's just something fun and it's just to kickstart my day. And so when people started talking about it so much here, um, that's how I, I found interest in this topic. Okay. Mm -hmm. And so would you say it's been useful to you? you know, as a journalist, say, in breaking ice in Taiwan? Oh, definitely. They're so big on it here. It's so easy just to, if you run out of topics, um, just, just mention horoscopes. You'll definitely be able to chat with people about it. And they are very, like, they can talk about it for ages. So that's a very easy icebreaker. So I'll remember that on my next trip to Taiwan. Thank you for that. <laughs> and I think our, our listeners might find that uh, fascinating as well. Mm -hmm. um, okay, so it was great talking to you, Yi. 
See? And that's a wrap for Letter from the Bureau. We hope you enjoyed it. If you'd like to read uh, YE's column, we have a link for you in our podcast description box. And you will also find there link to other stories in our Letter from the Bureau series. That was a podcast by The Straits Times. Send your feedback to podcast at sph.com.sg. Find us on Apple, Spotify, Google Podcasts, or via the Google Voice Assistant and Amazon Alexa-enabled devices. For more podcasts by The Straits Times, The Business Times, and Money FM 89.3, you can also download the audio by SPH app. That's A-W-E-D-I-O.